Yeah, so I taught my dog the greatest trick. I taught him to get a beer from the fridge. You know, he'd actually pull the door open, grab a can of beer, and bring it to me in my chair. But the problem is when I try to show it off, he'd get excited and his teeth would pop the can and he'd basically, like, baptize everyone with beer on the way to my chair. Can he shotgun a beer? Apparently, or he's trying to encourage others to do so. He's one of those dogs. Well, wait a minute. We're rolling. Oh, all right, well, then let's roll. All right, I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two Two Guys guys on on Block Block Island. Well, speaking of dogs, Rich, we have uh, some dog people in the house. I mean, not like dog people like from like the carnival or anything, (laughs) but like people who love dogs so much that they have opened a store on Block Island that is just dedicated to giving your dog whatever he or she needs to live the perfect Block Island life. The place is called the Mutt Hut. Mutt, oh my God, I can't even talk today. I'm so excited about talking about dogs and tongue-tied. Um, it's called the Mutt Hut, and the proprietors are a lovely couple, Josh Maldonado and Meg Vitaco, who are here with us today. How are you guys doing? Great. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank um, you kindly. Absolutely. Hey, thank you for taking time to join us because we really appreciate it. We know it's not easy, you know, especially spring is upon us and it's time to get open. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a important service you guys provide here on Block Island for the simple fact that dogs out here are a thing. Right. I mean, let's face it, like everyone loves dogs on the mainland and in regular life in America. But on Block Island, it's like dogs are as important and in some cases, I'll say more important than some of the people out here. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the reasons we moved here. Awesome. Well, let's talk about why you moved here and how you moved here and who you guys are and where you're from. This is what we usually ask all of our guests. So take, take us back. Yeah. How'd you, take how'd you guys find back. out about block Island? How'd you come to block Island? How'd you get together? Well, that's a quick question. Let's start with that. Yeah. So were you guys together pre block Island? Yes, okay. So that's were. the number one thing is, is the flight path the same for both of you? Yeah. Okay, so good. we met in New York city. Actually. Um, I was going to college. I was a sophomore or junior at the time. I can't remember what but it, I mean we celebrated my 21st birthday together so we've been together over a decade um I'm 35 now <laughs> um so we were we met in New York through mutual friends and then um sort of moved to when we moved in together we were living in Brooklyn New York and then we had adopted Radar soon after we moved in together Radar's Radar is our dog, dog our nine-year-old hound dog Aww. the light of our life Aww. the cutest boy um so he um, you know, after we adopted him, we kind of were spending more time at home and um, not going out as much as we used to because we were party animals in our 20s, I think. <laughs> no. Slightly. Just slightly. I, a slight party animalism. I, we we yeah. might have met on the club scene. We really? did. You know, the great American love story. We met <laughs> in a, you know, thro- bass throbbing club. That's how we met. What's your name? It's Meg. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? Got There's it. a lot of booty rubbing before we even. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, just, this is a family show, I think. <laughs> so, well, yes, exactly. But that's how you start families. That's how you meet some booty this rubbing very in, a, true. in a loud club <laughs> sometimes. And and Josh, what were you doing in the city when you guys met? I worked for uh, some internet publications, and I also worked with my brother doing some casting directing. Uh, he was involved with MTV. Oh, so. I was doing some of that, a little bit of everything, and okay. uh, it's kind of how you get by in New York when you're in your 20s. You kind of 
do whatever jobs come your yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Or you're in school or you're doing right. both at once. What were you studying in school? And where were you going to school? I was going to FIT um, in Chelsea, Fashion Institute. Yeah. And um, I was studying fashion merchandising, um, which eventually led to a job at Macy's at, right out of college. And then I, I was an assistant buyer at Macy's for about two years. And then I moved in, uh, to showroom sales after I realized that Macy's was very corporate and just like, not for me. I'm not a, I'm not a corporate yeah. kind of person. Well, they're, they're not even around anymore. I know. So they're they're a cool. dying breed yeah. a little bit. But yeah. so anyway, um, I, you know, worked for a showroom for a while. And then we came to Block Island because I we weren't going on vacation and we Googled dog friendly beaches. That's literally how we found Block Island. <laughs> no. I grew up in New Hampshire and I've never heard of Block Island yeah. in my entire life. So yeah. we. There's, so, there's found people it. that grew up in Warwick, Rhode Island. They haven't yeah. heard of Block Island. Or they've never been. Right. So. Hey, I grew up in Brooklyn, and I, until I, I lived on Block Island, I never visited the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. You know, well, I, I, I had to make exactly. the excursion from here to the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Meg, where are you from originally? Um, I grew up in Georgia, um, oh. a town called Augusta, which is where they have the yeah. Masters. Yeah. So I moved to New York when I was about 18. Um. My parents didn't want me to, but I was like, I want to go to school in New York, and they you know, finally <laughs> convinced them. But anyway... Um, and where'd you guys live in Brooklyn when you were living in Brooklyn? Crown Heights, Crown which Heights. it wasn't, it was like a 10 minute walk from the Brooklyn Museum. Okay. All right. Um, so anyway, we found Google dog friendly beaches to come on vacation here. And we came on vacation in June of 2010, no, 2012. It was June of 2012. Okay. Um, and we, I happened to, we stayed here for one night. We stayed at the Gothic Inn with Radar um went to the beach and like we almost we actually were planning on coming to captain nicks that night but we couldn't because radar had broken radar broke the glass at the gothic inn he we we had left him to go to dinner and he broke the window at the you know not we we're on our way to eli's yeah and this might have been one of the first times he was actually left alone because yeah he was still it's interesting now of course with the pandemic this is, seems to be a similar situation where people have their animals and they're close to them all the time so and then they leave for the first time and a meltdown happens yeah so radar really wanted to test the term <laughs> pet friendly yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> want to really put it through the you know like let's see how pet friendly yeah. you know yeah I'm not so. going to, should I poop in the corner? No, yeah. you know, I'm just no. going to go right through that window. He weighed yeah. his options and decided <laughs> yeah. that was, yeah. that was the goal. I'm going to break some shit. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. He only broke like, he, I mean, he broke like a little, not wide enough to go, go through, good. not wide enough to yeah. cut him or to jump through. That's good. So we walked back and, you know, from dinner and, I, you know, that's another story. But anyway, he broke the window. That's how we came to find Block Island and we couldn't stop thinking about it. While we were here, I happened to pick up the business card of Rosemary Tobin at Lila Delman and then proceeded to email stalk her uh, all that summer regarding a winter rental on Block Island. Um, you dove right in. So yeah, you guys right came in. back from your visit on Block Island and were like, that's it. We're going. Mm -hmm. Visited once in June. Next time we were here was in a U-Haul in late September, yep. October. Uh, September. September. Late September. And you guys chose to move out in the fall after this. So you winter mm -hmm. was your entree. We actually never experienced a Block Island summer until that following season. And wow. it was like It was like June 6th. Yeah. So... You know. And what did you guys do for work You're, when you guys landed here? You're like, um, we. I got a job at. Well, first I, I took a few months off, and then I became friends with. I met Becca and Christy, who were in the process of buying the Darius uh -huh. in, 
and they were leaving their job at the Avonlea. I think they were on your podcast talking about this. Yep. So we took their job at the Avonlea the same year that they bought the Darius and were innkeepers for two and a half years at the Avonlea. Oh, so I had some part-time work as I do some data entry online. I still do a little bit, but mostly we were doing the Avonlea. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you worked for Anne. Yes, Yes, we we did. did. I'd have to say it. It could be me, but it seems you you might be the unique uh, guests on our podcast that we've heard that you're you you visited the island for the very first time together, mm-hmm. both of you at the same time. Because so many people are like, I found this place and then I met him or her and I had to bring him out here, and you know, so that's kind of neat that you both had the same sentiment upon. I mean, who who wouldn't you know? Yeah. Right on. You know? I remember we were. I remember personally walking past the. The depot? The depot. That's what it was. It was the Blog Island Depot and kind of taking a stop and looking around near Nagus Park, mm-hmm. being like, I think I want to live here. And you felt the same way before yeah. that even. And, we, and, and coming, out. F- coming from New York City, from, you know, the, an urban environment, the urban environment, um, was it like, I mean, it must have been crazy going from the hustle bustle of New York to like, boom, Block Island in the off season. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, growing up in New Hampshire, I, I always kind of thrived in that kind of scenario or something a little quieter but i loved new york for what it was too and i still love new york and i yeah. still love brooklyn um this was just a little bit of what we both wanted i think mm-hmm. yeah the beach the forest a little bit of everything totally yeah. and i it, it honestly our dog had a huge um impact on why we moved here well, because like we wanted to spend more time with him and i wanted impact. to be in an environment that we could like be outside and not have to worry about you know cars everywhere and not that there's not cars here because there is but there's not near the cars that there right. is in traffic of the city so i've had people tell me that they their their dog's personality changes for the better as soon as they get to block island yeah for that week or two not that their dog's got a bad personality but in other words the dog just like people get this elated you know excited they know they're here on vacation and instead of being stuck in an apartment they're free to roam absolutely yep. totally and um so you know what's funny is that when i was doing um when i was producing the block island music festival and uh, i started to book bands from new york city uh, you know, I didn't really know any band, too many people in New York. And I was a little nervous. I'm like, oh, you know, they're New York people. They're New York musicians. They're going to come out here to this little rinky-dink island and be like, oh, you know, high maintenance and whatever. Turns out the opposite was true because there's a, believe it or not, there's there are more similarities living in Manhattan and Block Island in the sense of, you know, sure, you may have to get from Brooklyn to Manhattan, but you plan ahead because it's going to take you an hour and 15 minutes sometimes mm-hmm. to go five miles. And there's a similar kind of thing here where it's like, oh, you know, the ferry, you know, you got to hurry up and wait and you got to plan ahead. So it wasn't the, 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 the musicians I found from New York City were actually more chill about coming to the island because they're, they expect delays and they expect you have to take a detour and they're used to like, Doing that, but like the bands from like a- anywhere else, Connecticut, were like, oh, "What do you mean I gotta take a ferry? Where's my water?" You know, it was like the complete opposite, which is interesting to me. Yeah, where's yeah. my water? It's yeah. all around. It's you. all around you. Yeah. Go take a big yeah. drink. <laughs> yeah. So dogs were the reason you came here, and uh, when when did you guys? So you you did the Avonlea, 
And then was there another anything else in between the formation and founding of the Mutt Hut? So um, we always kind of were thinking about owning our own business. Um, and then when you when you work for somebody else, especially when you work as hard as you do in a summer on Block Island, I, I came to a realization that if I was going to work as hard as I was as an innkeeper, I, if you're going to work that hard, you want it to be for yourself. Right. Yes, I'd rather do it for not making any money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, at least for a year or two. The passion, <laughs> the passion exists more when it's doing something you really love. Yeah. So, um, and I've been, ta- you know, I, I had realized that there was sort of a void on Block Island, um, in terms of high quality dog food that everybody was getting their food from, you know, having to order online, be it Amazon or Chewy or what, and, and people still do this, obviously, on Block Island, but we just wanted to, um, bring about like a source that was an on-island local business where you could buy food, healthy treats for your dog, and then like Block Island accessories. And that didn't really exist before us. And the only other place you can buy dog food on Block Island is the grocery store. And um, Four kinds. Yeah. And we just don't really care. And and that's obviously, and no disrespect to the grocery store. Of course. That's not what they they specialize in. Right. So we wanted it to be a... um, you know, sort of a specialty shop where people could come and buy leashes, collars, food, treats, toys, whatever. Um, and well, plus, once yeah. people get comfortable with you, they must be so nice to not lug the 20 pound bag of dog it, food yes. in with all your luggage. It's one more thing to be like, well, just don't we bring a bowl. And as soon as we get there, we'll stop in and grab our food. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so I was talking, I had been talking about it with, you know, close friends and family. And I, I remember a conversation I had with my sister where she said, um, think about if somebody else does this before you, because this doesn't exist on Block Island yet, right? And I said, no, it doesn't. And she said, think how, will you ups- will you be upset if someone does this before you? And I said, I would be immensely upset. And she said, well, then you got to do it. You got to, you know, just find whatever space works. And, and if you... And that was kind of like I remember that being like the catalyst I needed to be like yeah like because I'm a I'm kind of a a little bit of a competitive person so that was a little bit of the push that I needed to be like yeah like I don't want I don't want somebody to take this idea from out in front of me because the thing is it's it's not a new idea these kinds of sure. stores no, exist yeah. everywhere right. hey, I'm com- not reinventing the wheel competitive equals success yeah it really yeah. does you know and Meg says competitive and I agree but it's also one of my favorite things about Meg is that she's super determined. You know, and that's yeah. I think that almost supersedes the competitive aspect of just you wanted to do it, so we did it, and I kind of just followed along for the ride and helped out wherever man, I could. Josh, wherever very I smart, could. very good, smart, good super good determined. I mean, yeah. that's how we got to Block Island. That's how Mutt Hut started, and so many more things in the future for us. The same way, yeah. this determination is just. So was it your idea, Meg? Yeah. Initially, you were like, "Hey, how about what if? What do you think about opening a store here?" It it was I mean I guess it was both of our idea we had been talking about it but right. um I I I can't rem- I can't really remember who yeah. the idea was born with but it's and and if Josh hadn't you know kind of gone it wouldn't be what it is today without right. without the both yeah, of us yeah it's a team effort for sure yeah we don't even have any employees it's just the two of us yeah and we sort of like it that way not that I don't want to hire anybody but it's just like it's it's a great feeling to to just own everything that you do with your partner and yeah. and it's uh 
And Block yeah. Island is fitting to that for a small business, you know, yeah. because you have that season where you're out of your mind, constantly swap, but you don't see each other because mm-hmm. only for you to have a break, he's got to be there and for same vice versa. Yeah, totally. But it's only so long. And then it eases up, even though you're open off season, yep. it's limited and it's a lot, you know, you get that breather. Like I said, I could have never been in the restaurant business for 20 years if I, if I didn't have the winters for yeah. a break, because yeah. I don't know how people do it, you know, right. although they probably make money at it. And actually, everyone in this room has been in business with their spouses here because, you know, Rich and Patty at Sharky's, even though maybe she wasn't, I don't know whether she was or not, doesn't matter, on the paperwork legally. I know you and Gary were partners. Partners, yeah. But, you know. He was my other spouse. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, my name was on the stuff, but Katie was a partner, like in equal, we were all equal partners in this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that going on on Block Guy. You got Tim and Becky at the Beachhead and, and Ross and Brennan at the PPP. And it's, it's an environment, I think, that lends itself to a true mom and pop vibe you know yeah we did is, years of the kid toss you know five in the afternoon i'd be yeah. like here you go and i'm going <laughs> patty would be heading down to hostess i just got done the lunch shift you know or yeah or vice versa so i thought this was an event you were talking about yeah, the yeah. kid toss it's like <laughs> yeah. i'm intrigued it's right? like the frying pan only it screams as it goes through the air yeah it's much more <laughs> visceral and experience you know um it's tough finding people to donate or lend you their kids for that event, though. That's what we're finding as years go by. Yeah, just, you know, and I find change. it's best to ask for forgiveness. Just take, the, you just you know, grab just go with it. I think you can go to jail for that, though. Um, I'm maybe gonna not confirm a, that. Yes. Right? Yes, right. you can. Well, yes, maybe can. it's kind of like borrowing a bike or a car on Block Island. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ah, it's not going. You know, we'll get it back to you. Yeah. What just do you post on the bib? And, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what do you do with my kid? Just a quick toss. <laughs> so, just tossing them, and I'm done. And then I'm gone. And I'm out. Um, so you guys get the idea for Mud Hut and you guys are like, let's do this thing. And what's the, so where did you shop around looking for spaces? Did you, was it a, was it a lengthy process? Was it like you found us the spot you're in now and you're like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, we, we were going to do it at the, there's a shed that we live next to on beach Avenue. It was formerly a toy store called the mouse house. Mm. Um, and it belongs to our landlady and we were originally going to use that for a space. And then, um, in getting sign approval and stuff, we found out that it wasn't zoned commercially the way to, the way it needed to be. So we had to pivot to a plan B and we found the space that we're, we're in now. It's a small space um, underneath the new Shoreham house. It used to be prior to us being there. Um, Emily Marie was using it as a pottery studio. And then prior to her, it was a uh, deja vu gallery. Mm-hmm. And then prior to that, I mean, I've had people come in and tell me, it used to be a tarot card reader place. Yep. Um, I think Turtle Hatfield yeah, told me it was tortoise a tortoise video. When yeah, I got it was here. a video store yeah, at one point. VHS. When I got here, Turtle and Josh Red, I think maybe it was those two guys running. Yeah, a video yeah. like a blockbuster, like block. I'd Island's love to see pictures of that. <laughs> so would I. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, it was oh it was God. even tinier because I don't know if it even consumed what you're in now. No, you know? no, your it place was, is much as expanded. Yeah, yeah. you got a great spot though. I mean, it's a great that that whole area. You know, over in my time in the last couple decades, just developed in a great little back alley to walk yeah. around. Although we love it. There's candy and there's your shop and there's, you know, all kinds of stuff. And the nice thing is that after, you know, local dog owners visit your store with their dog a couple, two or three times, the dogs know exactly where the store is and the dogs start taking their owners to the store because whenever Katie and I would be walking our bath around lightning. Is this an experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. Lightning was one of the ones that remembered where it was every time well, and Katie would say he just pulled me here I, I don't know what to do the nose knows <laughs> and the Bassets have the nose yep. and yeah you know you'd, you'd, you'd take the uh, turn on a Chapel Street from Water Street 
you'd get to that corn and you could just see his tail start. He's like, oh yeah, I know, I know. know." And then it was just like a hard right. Good luck (laughs) trying to get him to go back to Nick's. Nope, nope. But you know what product you do know because we'd buy from you. You know what we would get at Mud Hut? You guys had these big three or four foot long like sticks sticks super stick pepperoni you know (laughs) slim jims basically for dogs and it was like a a carrot on a stick with a donkey that's how i would get we'd get lightning home we would just have this big meat (laughs) stick and just hold it in front of his nose from and lead him home you should invent an edible leash yeah that's a great idea (laughs) is it we we miss lightning i I doubt it is that to defeat the point (laughs) probably could yeah Where'd the dog go? Uh, uh, I shit, I shouldn't yeah. have bought that edible leash. Yeah, that's, maybe the maybe the bottom foot and a half is an edible. Yeah, you can just yeah. feed it to him when you get home. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, so uh, we miss lightning. They just said, yeah, no, we do. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. He was a great boy, one of he the best. Was. It he just was. doesn't smell the same in here. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, season one uh, when we were recording above Nick's lightning would be hanging out, Aww. and uh, you know he's uh, gassy. I don't know how else to say it. But uh, yeah. aromatic. I mean, yeah. yeah. What else now? Do what, do you help people with other dog things like, um, you know, like uh, dog sitting, dog walkers? So, do, you, yeah, do you have so connections with all that stuff? Sometimes we um, we dog sit and house sit for people. Um, we're, we don't have the ability to bring a dog into our space um, because we have a one dog. We don't own our own home yet here on Block Island and uh, we're renters and we have a, a one dog rule with our um, with our landlady. But um, but we are able to go and house sit for people that have homes on Block Island that, you know, they their dog is staying within their environment. And we find that that actually works better because then the dog isn't leaving where it's used to being. Yeah. Um, and do you bring radar with you? To- sometimes. It depends yeah. on the dog. Gotcha. Um, uh, next weekend, I'm actually dog sitting for a blind pug. So I won't be bringing radar right. to that because, you know, I don't want to upset the sweet little blind gal. Aww. But um, but most of the time, if radar and the other dog have uh, rapport with one another and they get along, which happens, you know, nine yeah. times out of ten, we bring them. Best, so it's almost, best exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost like a little vacation. Absolutely. For the, for the pooches. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. Um, and how? talk to us about your products. Like, how do you find them? I mean, I was thinking right off the bat when you said you went to FIT, does this mean that you're now designing doggy sweaters and that well, kind of thing? So an element of design does come into play with our leashes and collars. And Josh is like, Josh helps as much as as I would with that. Like, he's really good at that, too. And and um, as far as store organization, he's like a wizard. He, I'm OK. <laughs> he's an organizational wizard where I am not. <laughs> Um, but the products that we choose as far as dog food and treats go, you know, we, we work with two main suppliers, um, that are, you know, New England based and they just have like the, the brands like wellness and taste of the wild and Stella and Chewy's those kind of uh, upper, upper quality dog food brands, um, that we always turn to the ones that aren't full of melamine yeah yeah yeah. not the ones that i just liken it to like you you know some of the ones that you would be like feeding mcdonald's to your dog every day and you don't want to do that like if if we if i was eating mcdonald's every day it wouldn't be good for my health so don't want to get that into a dog's diet either yeah um but yeah we just make sure it has like high quality ingredients no animal byproduct or things like that like it's important for for us to be feeding our dogs because a lot of people say like, you know, you might pay a little bit more for food um, on a on 
the monthly basis that you do buy food, but it's money that you save that you don't have to pay at the vet later. True. When you're when you're you know yeah. So um, yeah, we just not to mention if you love your dog like a little member of your family. Yeah. You know, what what would you you know you wouldn't feed you a member of your family him? McDonald's every day. No yeah. no offense. You know, yeah. It's every McDonald's. every other day is okay. <laughs> right <laughs> is it isn't it health food if it ends in the word mcmuffin i think so i think the mick at the beginning is says yeah. it all yeah. yeah 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 so we just want to you know make sure we're providing healthy high quality dog food we also do our own line of treats i do the block island i make a block island cookie that's um to only has four ingredients that peanut butter is the main one um, so I sell that at the farmer's market and then Josh makes our sweet potato jerky, which is single ingredient, just dehydrated sweet potato. Um, so people could actually yeah, eat those treats. Yeah, I'm yeah. up to here in sweet potatoes at home, you know, and it takes about yeah. eight hours to do. So it's like a oh, overnight yeah. process, but yeah. it's fantastic. You know? Yeah. Dogs love it. Um, little like babies love toddlers. it too. It's great. It's great for toddlers as they're teething. Oh, so, nice. So it's nice. So if you've got a toddler and a dog, you just... You know, one stop one shopping. Each. They can one share. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So, who are you? Some of your favorite dogs on Block Island? Oh, that's a hard one. No, and we, we're not going to get. It's not. If look, it, you're on. I just put you on the spot. Yep. So, please, listeners, if if your dog is not mentioned, don't call Megan and Josh and be like, "What about Sparky? You didn't mention Sparky." I'm going we're back to McDonald's. Time. Just remember, I'm putting them on. The, so, just oh. you know. In generally, or over the years, living deceased. Well, other than our own radar, um, which is obviously number one, um, we have a soft spot for Lupita, who is uh, the dog at the Darius Inn. Um, We actually brought her from Mexico. Um, We're involved with a rescue group down there um, called Help to Loom Dogs, where we brought two dogs back from our trips to Mexico. One of them is Lupita. And whose um, dog is that? That belongs to Christy and Drew at oh. the Darius Inn. Did you have to like sneak up and drop Lupita over the no, wall? No, she totally. Uh, <laughs> we brought her <laughs> beneath. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Snuck I mean, her under she's there. She's such a good girl. Um, we brought her home just like because the this rescue organization is basically like if you're if you're fr- they're basically like hey if you can take a puppy home with you and and find it we were originally going to keep her if we didn't find her a good home we were happy to keep her but um. Drew and Christy kind of we stayed with them on the mainland. They have a house in Wakefield and we stayed with them for one night. And then uh, I think the next night um, Drew texted me and was like, hey, have you found a a home for Lupita yet? And I said no. And I had no idea that they were interested. And and he was like, well, I think it I think it might be here. And I was like, no. So Lupita definitely has a soft spot in her hearts. And the other dog that we brought from Mexico, J.D., or Jade, um, she belongs to Jackie and Rick at Club Soda. Oh. Um, so those are two dogs that we've brought from sort of humble beginnings in, on the streets of Mexico that now live here on Block Island um, that we're proud to call friends and Man. former little foster dogs. I mean, we only had both. I didn't even have JD for one night before Jackie came and met me at the boat and picked her up and just like, and that was at the very beginning of the pandemic last year. I think it was like t- the 12th of March right yeah. before the lockdown happened on like the 14th. And Jackie was texting me the whole time being like, I can't believe like I have a little lockdown buddy. I, I, this Aww, is like my perfect. dream come true. Yeah. Perfect. So those are two dogs. And obviously lightning who's no longer oh, with us. You. But wait, let me, before we move on, 
so is this something that you guys planned on? You're just like, we're going to just find a dog, bring it back and either keep it or find a home for it. So I'm a friends with this woman named Lisa who um, runs this organization in Mexico called Help to Loom Dogs. And basically, if they have any sort of, you know, puppies that can get transported on an airplane, you have to be under 20 pounds um, and, with the dog and the carrier to to be transported underneath the Mm-hmm. Not on the cargo, but underneath my seat uh, yeah. on a plane. So um, if they have any dogs at the time that we were vacationing, we just brought a dog back with us. And that's kind of how it worked. But yeah, we were always prepared to to keep both of the dogs we brought. But it's so easy to find homes for dogs here on Block Island, especially when the dog's already here. Yeah. Because it's like people can meet her. In both cases, it was a girl. Meet her, you know, get to... And, and um, yeah, it's not really That's hard. an amazing thing. That's I, I really no, cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow. those dogs. And then we also really love um, Schooner. It's a good friend of Radar's. Schooner. Shout out to <laughs> Zoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to just, uh, oh, Doug. Doug. Uh, Sue Gibbons and Peter Gibbons' dog is a uh, farmer's market little buddy. Um, Cricket, uh, Chris Warfel's dog. Yes. Uh, and, and Terry. Dog. Cricket's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just so many good, so many good dogs. And, is- you know what I find really hard when you just love the dog, but the owner's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You're like, hey, how's it going? And then they're like, hey, how are you today? I'm like, I'm talking to your dog. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Generally speaking, yeah. <laughs> that seems to be one of the biggest allures for us at Mutt Hut is that we get to center all conversations around a dog. So even if we don't know somebody, you know, yeah. travelers come here, it's all orientated with talking about an animal you love. Right. Which is so nice. Which yeah. is so nice. People yeah. are in better moods when they're talking about their dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, do you find it's true that there's that old thing that people look like their dogs? I think people morph into their dogs. Meg and Radar are like E.T. at the moment where they definitely <laughs> have, <laughs> definitely feel each other's feelings. Aww. We do. We absolutely do. They and if somebody told me that I looked time. like Radar, I would be, I would be so, um, you know, I'm thrilled. waiting for it. You'd okay, be okay. Good. I was like, which yeah. way is she going with this? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he's so handsome. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, yeah. So yes. yeah, I think it, it. I mean, it can be true. I don't think you looked like lightning, though. Thank you. <laughs> height, maybe we had the Are height. You sure. Common. Not even a little. Well, I'm a little. You know. I yeah, don't know. and Rich, you don't look like a. Maybe toy the pool. aromatic. No. Aspect. Yeah, the aromatic aspect for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if we talked about it yet. I, I, we uh, acquired a mini poodle. Me and Patty. Yeah. This pandemic was uh driven and it was really cute and uh, he's been in and out of here a little bit while we're recording and i love him he's he's really great and it was a good time you know we just decided we were gonna wait and have a little weird you know we had dogs all our lives and it was time to take a break like it was time to have for us time Mm -hmm. you know the kids went to college and it was like let's not do it yet because it's going to be restricting and then you know what hit and so we decided well, what the heck? Let's do yeah. it. And so happy we did. You know, I honestly don't know pe- what people were doing who- that didn't have a dog during COVID because radar got got me out of the house every day to walk, and it's just like it's they make your life better. I think it's oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely, there's I, no doubt. My wife just returned from a little getaway, and I honestly said, you know, this would be so weird without him. Like mm-hmm. I, I just had this little buddy hanging with me the whole time. We were in training mode. It was it's going well, Good. but it was just great. You know, it was just great to yeah. have that little face looking at you. That's all. Yeah. Well, it was uh, it was kind of funny. I mean, we we actually lost lightning like in the middle of the pandemic, oh, so God. we lost him. But it was okay. It was December. He was twelve. He was 
a good life. No, no regrets for lightning. Believe me. Yeah. But uh, it was weird because it was like December twenty eighth, and it was like right before twenty twenty one. And you know, I lost my parents to the pandemic as well earlier. And uh, it was weird. I'm just like, you got to be shitting me, man. Like twenty twenty, mm. suck a dick. Like what the fuck? Mm. But uh, then I realized I'm like, lightning got us through right to the end of twenty twenty. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to be going soon anyway, so let me get out of here in 2020 so I don't mess up your 2021 for you, too. Oh, you know? right he was right cool on. like that. Yeah. yeah. He's, He's cool wonderful. like that. Wonderful he just boy. figured, let's just throw one more turd in the shitstorm. Yeah, it's pretty much. Happening. Yeah, what else? Be done what with it. Yeah. 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 But it's funny, because Katie so and I are in that like middle phase, too, where, I mean, don't... I hope she doesn't listen to this, because she's going to be calling you and be like, get me a dog right now from Mexico. Um, but you know, I'm kind of like, look, babe, it's, you know, it is a commitment and I can't stand people that get dogs and then are just like, whatever dog, Yeah. you know, it's a great idea at the time. And then they have full-time jobs and there's no one dog sitting and the dog's left alone eight hours a day. You know, I don't like that. So, and, and I want to travel, I want to do some things and, and, you know, I want to be there for the next dog. There's definitely going to be a next dog, but, uh, it's, you know what I mean? That mid period, it's, 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 a thing. it's sad to the ratio of people that, you know, Go for it and then figure out it's not for them. You right. know what I mean? It's a tough one. Yeah. I always I always thought it'd be neat if we could I mean, I know this is gonna sound super crazy, but I wanted to invent a trial breed. You know, it's a dog that only lives a year. <laughs> oh, no. So that you can at least <laughs> right. if I may say that that is exactly yeah. what fostering is for. Or goldfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thought... So that instead of a dog yeah. that dies a year after yeah. you get it. Oh, okay. I thought fostering is a great yeah, they, way was, to just yeah, they have test it. out a dog a, if you're not sure you want one and then then you know if it does if yeah. that dog doesn't work, then you know it's it's sad to bring him or her back to the shelter, but yeah, better than a, a dog breed that lives one year. Yeah, yeah. We actually, I was kidding. We That's we awful. fostered three dogs over the course of oh. during the winters. We would yeah. come back from the island. We had lightning, but uh, would you know foster? We're involved with uh, New England Basset Hound Rescue, so oh. we'd have you know little excellent wayward Basset Hounds coming in, checking in, and one of them, oh, Lady, her name was Lady. Oh, I was like. Maybe we should just keep her. We didn't, but uh, oh, she, they just get a hold of you. You know what I do. mean? Mm -hmm. My friend showed me a basset hound on uh, Instagram, I think, and or TikTok, and it's, Dean? Got, like, it's got like one point three yeah, million. Dean the basset. That's is it like Dean. black and white? And it's yeah, tricolor. It's his name is Dean the basset, and he's mm -hmm. like more famous than Brad Pitt at this point. Like, <laughs> well, it's crazy. And There's dogs with our Instagram accounts, <laughs> right? They're crazy. It's nuts. It's a thing. That's yeah. a whole other thing. Well, listen, it's talking about making tons of money on Instagram. Um, <laughs> yeah. We should take a break for a second and uh, shout out some of our sponsors. All right, let's do it. We'll be right back with you guys. Sit tight. Your Block Island visit absolutely must include a stop at the Beachhead, one of the island's most popular restaurants. The Beachhead is located on Corneck Road and features beachside outdoor dining with a beautiful view of the ocean and Crescent Beach. Nothing beats feasting on the Beachhead seafood choices featuring fresh, locally caught fish and one of the island's best lobster rolls served hot or cold. Your choice. But hey, why not try one of each? If you're looking to get down with some bivalves, you have to hit up the Beachhead's Buck a Shuck Hour every Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 p.m. where you can slurp down fresh oysters for just a buck each. And don't forget to order one of the Beachhead's hand-blended mudslides or a signature Bloody Mary, or choose from any of their large selections of tasty summertime drinks. Are you visiting the island with a larger group of friends and family? No problem. The Beachhead can comfortably accommodate everyone with lots of space, and they even have a special events area that can be reserved for weddings, rehearsal dinners, anniversary parties, or 
any occasion you can think of worth celebrating. So don't miss one of Block Island's favorite hangouts, the Beachhead located directly across from the beach on Corneck Road. For more information or to view the Beachhead's menu, please visit beachheadbi.com. You know, Mark, I you, you just cannot beat the view from the beachhead. I mean, you talk about gorgeous. It's unbelievable. And you know what's cool is that even if it's raining, you can go in and sit at the bar and you still get that same great view. Captain Nick's Rock and Roll Bar is Block Island's premier night spot and live music venue, bringing only the best in summertime entertainment since 1976. Monday nights are still groovy, so dress in your 70s best for disco night. Then get ready to sing along on Tuesdays and Wednesdays with Neil Haven's Dueling Pianos. Friday and Saturday nights, Captain Nick's features the best cover party and tribute bands in New England. And don't miss the legendary Captain Nick's Sunday Fun Day with the Young Guns from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. on the deck. Captain Nick's is proud to feature its new food menu seven days a week from 4.30 to close, which means late night grub until 12.30 a.m. seven days a week. Lunch is served Thursday through Sunday at noon. And if you're looking for the island's best mudslide, Nick's is also the spot for afternoon fun when you come off the beach with great acoustic entertainment outside on the deck. Captain Nick's Rock and Roll Bar, 34 Ocean Avenue, right across from the Block Island Grocery. Visit CaptainNick'sBI.com for all information. Hey, Mark, who are you most excited to see this summer at Captain Nick's? I always love the Blushing Brides, the Rolling Stones tribute band. You almost feel like you're looking at the real Mick Jagger. Whether you're experienced or a beginner, fishing on Block Island is one of the greatest experiences you can have. Our friends at BI Fishworks are there to make sure it's great. Block Island Fishworks offers charter trips for whatever you're after. Striped bass, bluefish, fluke, sea bass, bonita, you name it and they know how to catch it. If you're into light tackle fishing and fly fishing, Captain Chris does morning charters for up to three people. If your group's a little larger, climb aboard the Harley with Captain Hank and the Harley does half and full day trips for up to six people. If boats are not your thing, then there are plenty of great spots to fish from shore. Block Island Fishworks has everything you need. They have a great selection of equipment, tackle, and plenty of tips and pointers on when and where to go and what the fish are biting. The shop, located at 40 Ocean Avenue, is open daily in season. While you're there, check out the great shirts, hats, hoodies, and a bunch of other great stuff. To book a charter, get info on the shop, check out their merch, and all things fishing, visit their website at bifishworks.com. You know, Mark, I love fishing with those guys. You ever been out with them? Oh, my God. A number of times, actually. And you know what? Every single time... We've caught fish. It's worth the trip just to spend a half a day with Hank. Hank is a force of nature, as we know. Yeah, he's great. And you know what? A lot of times your fishing trip can include a buzz by or even a quick tour of the of the wind farm, which is pretty awesome. And you know what? The the, the greatest thing about Fishworks is that they have everything you need. Every everything. What's for dinner? It's the eternal question that drives me crazy. If you're asking yourself the same question, it's time to visit Dish Off the Block. Our friend Pam Gelsamini at Dish Off the Block is always coming out with new recipes and new ideas. Check out her new line of Dish Off the Block spices. There's superbly herbly, Ciao Bella, Italian Spice Blend, and Raging Cajun. Dish Off the Block has recipes using these delicious blends to make dishes like superbly herbly striped bass, apricot ginger sticky ribs over shiitake and leek fried rice, and mussels in chorizo and parmesan cream sauce. Mmm. Now this is exciting. Dish Off the Block just came out with their first cookbook. What can I make with this freaking chicken? It has 50 tried and true recipes sure to shake up your routine. 
This collection of chicken recipes uses ingredients commonly found in any kitchen. Your creations will make your family think their meal came from a five-star restaurant. It's chock full of easy, approachable recipes that you're going to love. To check out the recipes, read the blog, shop the spice rack, or pick up your own copy of What Can I Make With This Frickin' Chicken, check out dishofftheblock.com. Rich, I love Pam's recipes. I've tried a few of them, and uh, they're great. I'm not a great cook. I mean, I'm okay. They're pretty easy to make, and they taste amazing. And she comes out, you know, a couple times a month. She puts one in the BI Times. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Great stuff. And she is, like, a super cool lady. All right, so we're back with Megan Josh, proud owners and determined people that own the Mutt Hut. And uh, let's... Uh, you know, let's get into a little bit of um, dog etiquette on Block On and, and or things to do with your dog. So um, what do you guys have any pet peeves or is there any? I mean, I have a few like with the ferry. I think some people don't get, you know, that they need to read their dog, for example, and know that if your dog does not interact well with other dogs, stay outside. You yeah. know what I mean? Because we don't need the dogs brawling, you know. And dogs are nervous when they're traveling. Yeah. You know, they're not always themselves. Our boy, unfortunately, we've lived out here for eight years and he still gets nervous on the ferry. So we've noticed that we have to, one of us will walk him while the other one takes a seat and like I will walk him on the top deck. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a great one. Just be weary of your dog's, you know, personality. And if, if he or she needs to be taken away from a stressful event, they should absolutely. And we also noticed that, so, I mean, it is important to always leash your dog, but sometimes dogs can become more aggressive when they're on a leash yep. because they feel more protective of their owners or just, you know, they're um, so just be aware of those behaviors. And, you know, you, you know, your own dog. Um, and then, of course, picking up after your dog, if, if especially if they poop in the street, like, I mean, yeah. really, the only the only reason you shouldn't pick up after your dog is if they're doing it in your own backyard where nobody's going to walk in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, or if my dog does it in your backyard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, just pick up after your dog there. You know, there's a leash law on Block Island. Also, um, there's a lot of people who don't abide by it all the time. Um uh, but it's it you know just use your own your own judgment as far as that goes like if it's a crowded it, you obviously don't want to leave your dog off a leash on a crowded July Saturday but if it's you know the off season in October and it's six o'clock in the morning it's a different story yeah. um, well, that's a good tip right there yeah you know if you're gonna take the dog for a walk on the beach the early morning before it's crowded Absolutely. or maybe one of the more remote beaches mm -hmm. like Dory's Cove at sunset you yep. know but I'm with you it's about knowing your dog and you know, I find some people tend to lull themselves into my dog's the greatest and everybody loves it and it doesn't yeah. matter. Meanwhile, it's not necessarily the best behaved dog. So right. in other words, you should know your dog. You know, nobody wants your your giant, hairy, wet dog coming right next to them on the beach and just shaking sand all over your sandwiches, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, um, that's it. But the beaches are a fun place to bring the dog. I have actually um, a, some advice for for people. When they're approaching someone on the beach with a dog, not on a leash, especially like in the shoulder season when it's quiet, because this has happened out here a few times to me where, you know, I'd be walking with lightning, no one on the beach, quiet, dog's off the leash, someone's walking towards you, you know, the dog's right next to me, not going up to any, you know, mm -hmm. and the person comes by and goes, you know, your dog's supposed to be on a leash. 
Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. You know what I mean? Thank go you. back to your miserable life wherever you are and like, you know, go do some scrimshaw. Get a hobby. Yeah. yeah. Stop like miserable is the word. Yeah. You know. I believe the leash law is kind of like, oh, here I go getting in trouble. So in other words, everybody got all up in arms when they said no alcohol on the beach. Right. So you gotta pour your wine into a red solo cup. Yep. It, it's a law there to use if necessary. So in other words, if, you know, like same thing. I'm like I told my family, I'm like, look, the cops are not going to just come strolling down the beach and say, what's in that solo cup? Mm -hmm. Now, you got a bunch of teenagers with bottles of beer throwing them around. Now they have a law backing them up to, to take care of the problem. Yeah. But, yep. you know, I think it's the same with the leash law. I think as long as, you know, you're you're doing the right thing and you're not blatantly, yeah. you know, hurting other people. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. And if you're being mindful, I mean, what will happen is you'll see on the beach if people are leaving their dogs, you know, shit everywhere. Yeah. And you're not cleaning up after it. These are the things that are going to lead to more draconian laws with these things, yeah. you know, and it's the result of people not being mindful of other people yeah. and of other dogs. Being a responsible dog owner. Yeah. No, no law ever. Yeah. No law ever came about from good manners. Yeah. Thank That's you. pretty much the bottom. I do have another pet peeve of when people do pick up their dog's poop and then they leave the poop bag right. on the beach um, yeah. and say, oh, I'm going to come pick it up. Like, because obviously when everybody beach walks, you, you walk to a certain point and then you turn around, right? So sometimes they think, oh, I'll turn around and I'll pick up my poop bag on the way back. But then it's then I it it then it, it gives the illusion that you can just leave your poop bags. Right. So, what if someone's traveling here and they just see these bags like like are they supposed to go? Oh well, the person you know two miles ahead it. of me are going to pick <laughs> yeah, it up. They're for not sure. coming back, or it's there. <laughs> Get out of sure. here! Yeah, you yeah. should do the decent thing like I do and just scoop it up and throw it in the ocean. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Back to nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to admit. There are, without, I don't know, getting into it too much, you know, there are different kinds of dog poops that dogs Absolutely. will create. Um, some do tell some, some are, <laughs> some are more structurally sound than others. If yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, there has been a time or two where lightning may have had a case of pudding butt as I like to call it. <laughs> yep. And, uh, barnyard, I the barnyard trots had to do the old, uh, fake pickup. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually pick it up, but mm -hmm. I did like get some leaves and, and try and, sh you know, cover it and smear it into the ground. At you least. do your best. I do my best. You do your best. Yeah. It's hard. And to you're, pick and you're up mindful. A, you're trying. It's hard to pick up a spilled effort. glass of right. milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. it's hard. It's tricky. So just try. You know That's what it. I mean? Yeah. Effort, manners. Yeah. You know, what, what else do people say they love about, you know, having the dogs on Block Island. I mean, yeah. I, I I hear a lot of people just so excited for the space. You know, they come from a place where they don't have a big yard and they rent a house here. And, you know, mm -hmm. that's, I think, one of the best things for the dogs and exercising. And a lot of people love, of course, to have the dogs on the, on the beach, off leash. And a lot of people say, we don't need a dog park because the beach is a dog park, which can be true on a case-by-case -case scenario, but I would love to see a dog park here. Yeah. I think there are plenty of dogs that are apprehensive, people that are apprehensive. Yeah. And that would be something that I hope will come to fruition in the next few years. Yeah, that's a we, good idea. I, we had never been to one, and my wife, on our ventures off island, finally took our new dog to a dog park. It was a new experience altogether. Yeah. So uh, it took a while, because apparently I, I don't, Maybe I kind of know the rules from being a young lad, but um, we couldn't bring him because he still had testicles for a while. Oh, they kind yeah. of encourage you not to bring your dog until he's been fixed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
It's, you know, dog, be careful though. Dog parks can be a slippery slope because there's some straight up grade A weirdos at dog parks. They are very clicky. It can be very clicky. Very clicky. And like the one dog park we used to go to, there was this guy who was like, thought he was Caesar Milan and he would like walk around (laughs) to everybody and like give you advice about your dog. And you're just like. Unsolicited advice. Everybody's favorite. Right. You know, if you just stick a thumb up his butt, he'll stop doing that. Oh, (laughs) thank you, Caesar. Oh, my God. I got a story about that, too. I just give people, if I don't want to talk to somebody there, I'm just going to do the dog voice. Like, if they'll say, hey, uh, when did you get the dog? I'm like, (laughs) and that's usually the last question. Yeah, They don't ask any more questions. And then they talk about it later, saying there's some crazy people at the dog park. Mm -hmm. There's this guy who is barking. You become one of the crazies. Well, but then it defeats the purpose because you're there alone with your dog because everybody else drives in and then (laughs) just turns around and drives away (laughs) there is too there's nothing sadder than going to the dog park on kind of a midweek off day when it's quiet and your dog rolls in and you're the only ones there and he's just kind of like what What now is there everybody is there is it the little dogs are allowed to go in the big dog section but the big dogs are not allowed to go in the little dog section have you been to one where there's two sections Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah i think that's the rule but i mean if your dog plays nicely with all uh, sizes of other dogs. I don't see it. Yeah. You know, there was talk of a dog um, park at some point, and I think they were looking at the. They were somewhere near New Harbor, which I do think would be a great spot because that. Same. I think that's your largest need. You know, um, the boat people. The boat that have people. Dogs. Right. You Absolutely. know, the dogs on about it needs the energy. You know, to release energy and have a space to play. Mm-hmm. So I think they were they were discussing it at one point. Well, we just bought a. $10 million piece of land right on the Great Salt Pond. I don't know if you heard, so maybe we could uh, petition the town, turn that into a big dog park. There <laughs> we go. Yeah. Dog now we're talking. There you go. Mm-hmm. Speaking of you know the town and stuff and, and doing things for the town, um, besides being proprietors, Josh, I think you have been putting on something at the beach that's kind of a cool thing. Oh, thank you. Uh, sound waves. Yeah. It's a, Tell us um, about that. So it's a few things, but mainly these days it's uh, movies on the beach, which I'll do most Tuesday evenings in the summer, um, where I have a custom-made screen that I put up and a whole hi-fi kind of sound setup, and I'll project movies from cult classics, popular favorites, blockbusters, and it's it's free. It's uh, donation-based. Yeah. And uh, we have a great time with it. Yeah. We just started it out of the blue. I think this is this was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year we didn't do it for... Obvious right. reasons. And this year, instead of doing it every Tuesday evening, we'll probably do it every other. And I'll have a schedule uh, going up online somewhere in well, the near future. It'll probably start in late June this year. And cool. don't forget your solo cup. Right. It's true. <laughs> and your forget. dog. Or your dog. Or your dog. Or a blanket. What? You know, yeah. a chair. You know, get get comfortable. You know, you're going to be on the beach for a bit. You know, cinema under the stars. What What gave you the idea to do that? Um, Kind of like Mutt Hut, just the idea that there's a yearning to have some different forms of entertainment. Um, I love going out to bars and restaurants, but I feel like there's not a lot of entertainment, whether it's for kids or just people that don't drink or just don't want to socialize in that way. Yeah. Uh, there's not many activities. So it started for that reason, to give this whole other kind of community that goes from all ages and groups a different kind of activity to do. Yeah. The same way that I think the, um, is it the Fire Barn that does? Bingo. Bingo. Yep. You know, kind of in the same vein as that, giving people the opportunity to do something, whether as a family or with your friends or by yourself, just something a little different that's free or donation based. Yeah. And what do you do with the donations? What are you? 
Do it just, mostly goes towards movie licensing, which is very expensive. So oh, I was going to say, you have to get the permission to, sure, to sure. play the movie. Okay. Yeah, and, um, and the equipment is expensive. Yep. And then after those, uh, my time and effort, I'll collect some money for myself. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Won't be making a million dollars on it anytime soon. Yeah. But it's very fun. And I and I like it this way. Instead of chasing after the money, I get to have the creative control to kind of show the movies I want to show and to not feel the expectations are born from people backing me with tons of money that I have to do what other people want me to do. Yeah. It keeps it loose. It keeps it creative. It keeps it interesting. Experimental. So can I, I mean, this might be a nerdy question, but I'm. how does that licensing thing work? Who do you get in touch with? And And- even though you're doing it like a community-based thing, like they're yeah, like, it doesn't matter. You you could, um, it doesn't matter how small. Like, well, it kind of doesn't matter how small. I think it starts at like once it's fifteen plus people, you should get some sort of license. No kid comes an audience. Um, yeah, huh. and wow. and there's a few different places that you can work through. Okay, so keep that license. in mind when you're going to do movie night at your house, Mark. Yeah, be I'm like, I'm sorry, gonna... Leonard, we're at fifteen. Go around. And, <laughs> I'm gonna go collect fifteen bucks from my yeah, from my wife. No, just keep it at fifteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you can't come in. What uh, what movies have you shown? Um, I have shown everything from E.T. to Princess Bride to Dirty Dancing to uh, personal favorites like Wet Hot American Summer, Big Trouble in Great China. One. Great. Which He's is maybe the favorites. best movie of all time. You th- like, yeah, John, you're a big John Carpenter guy? Oh, absolutely. Oh, we got to chat, man. We got to yes. talk. I'm Kurt a more of, Russell? Are you kidding? Kurt it's Russell's one of the best one. movies made. It really I'm, is. Of all time. I'm a They Live kind of guy. Perfect. Want to know? That's on my short list. Yeah. This year. It's good. Especially um, this year. Yeah. I, I am a huge fan of They Live. Yeah. Good stuff. Top Carpenter picks. So, and, and, and eventually, when it's not happening on the beach, Soundwave is kind of a roving experiment of many different things. It's also being like a musical host and I'll project experimental art and play music that usually is inspired by the film beforehand. Yeah. The first movie this season, if everything goes well, will be Almost Famous. Oh, cool. Um, so they're not always, because that's not necessarily, that's rated R. That's not a family-friendly movie. Right. So it's not always family stuff no. for kids or anything. It's Do you let people know? Well, obviously, people would probably know. Like, you're not going to take your kid to go see, you know, yeah, uh, like Taxi when, Driver. Right. <laughs> Dog why, Day Afternoon. Why not? <laughs> well, you could. Are you talking to me? Maybe. When, um, are, you, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? I don't me? see anybody else here. <laughs> It's one of those things where what I'll do is when we're promoting it, I'll make sure everybody knows like what year it came out, what the rating is. Yeah. And sometimes I'll give a synopsis as well. Um, and then I also just try to flip flop whether it's, you know, one movie like that. And then maybe the following week will be a kid's movie. Yep. Cool. You know, I try try to keep it varied per season. This one's going to be a little scaled down this year. Yep. Um but we'll do our best and hopefully we'll yeah. do well. Awesome. Have you shown One Crazy Summer by with John Cusack? Not yet, That's but that one. is a personal childhood fave that has lasted too. Yes. Same, right? Talk Absolutely. about your cult classics. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, we, how, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, uh, you go. I don't, how are we doing on time? I, want, I got one more. We're almost wrapping up. Ask one more question. Can I ask Let's, one more question? Please. Can you give some pointers, because you would know better than me, for visitors dog friendly places for dinner yeah um okay so i actually it's funny you mentioned this because i'm actually doing like a poster for the store because we get asked this question all the time um so our top dog friendly places to go eat would be like poor people's pub tiger fish the national has a great backyard where you can eat, eat with your dog the atlantic inn on their lawn you can bring your dog um where they do tapas on the lawn 
Um, Macaloons is also dog friendly. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting some. Oh, Three Sisters, my goodness, like the best sandwiches. Um, and, and but most of these places yeah, outdoor for yeah, the dogs. Yeah, pretty much everywhere in Rhode, the Or is another one. Pretty much everywhere in Rhode Island that has outdoor seating is dog friendly. It's like a rule that recently was implemented, like in the last two years, and we found that pretty uh, that everywhere on Block Island um, that has outdoor seating is also dog friendly. That complies with that sort of um, nice. arrangement. Yeah, club soda as well. Yeah, okay. oh, club soda too. So yeah, make sure you ask, but. Um, like at in individuals, but if if there if there's outdoor seating, generally speaking on Block Island, it's dog friendly, which is awesome. Do you think even if they roll down the tarp, say around the deck for inclement weather, do you think that still would be? I would give an ask, but because I mean that's going to be the tough part. Yeah, if, you know, because I know my dad loves to bring his dog when he comes to visit, and you know when it's rainy, it's a little trickier to find a spot. To, yeah, you know to go. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, uh, we just want to thank you for. A, joining us today and uh, for doing what you do here on Block Island and, and keeping the dogs happy. Cause, uh, Likewise. Thank you, yeah. too. Yeah. And yeah, we no. want to thank you for having us and just thanks for, like, we wouldn't have the store that we have and the life that we have here on Block Island if it wasn't for the community support of everybody um, who kind of, and that's what I think we were all kind of discussing about how great it is to live here and just... It's such a community-oriented atmosphere that everybody roots for one another and everybody supports one another. So um, thanks for having us, and, and thank you to the people that shop at our store. For hey, sure. We're going to eat up one more minute of your time, and we do a little thing called the lightning round at the end of our podcast. So don't think a lot about it. Just shoot the first thing that comes to mind out, and uh, you can take turns or you can each give an answer. I'd suggest try that if okay. it works for you. So uh, who wants to kick it off? Would you like I'll to go. kick it off? Okay. Yep. Uh, favorite junk food? Pizza. <laughs> French fries. What is the best dog treat out there? The Block Island cookie Block Island or the cookie. sweet potato jerky <laughs> you can find at Mud Hut Block I Island. Thought, yep. thought that might be coming. Uh, would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into the future or 10 years into the future? 10 minutes. Mm. For me, it's 10 years. Gracie's, I'm going to go back to oh. 10 years. Sorry. <laughs> Gracie's Cove or Dory's Cove? Dory's Cove. What does a person need to be happy? A dog. Duh. Dog. Piece of cake. Chihuahua or poodle? Poodle, because we just met a cute one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Would you rather be never able to go outside during the day or never able to go outside during the night? Never during the night. Yeah, I would rather never be able to go outside during the night than because the day is so important. To thank goodness you guys have already met sun. each other, or yeah. that nightclub thing would never have happened. <laughs> this yeah. is so very, very true. Let's just keep that in mind. You don't have anything against the nightlife. No, no, right. no. But if you had to choose, that would be a choice. I, I think that's a reasonable choice. <laughs> I have one block island. That's the choice. Yeah. Maybe in New York, things would change a little bit. Yeah. Right? Might be. Well, Bravo. One, thank wait, you. one last oh, quick you question. Got one. Uh, I just thought of it. Okay. Do all dogs go to heaven? Yes. Yes, they do. Awesome. Yes, they do. Agreed. Support rescue groups. Yes. yes. Cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Meg and Josh from the Mutt Hut. Thanks uh, for being with us. All right. As we uh, wrap it up here, I want to say thanks to you listeners for listening to us. Hey, you know what? I'm thinking if you want to start email us some pictures of your dog on vacation on Block Island and I'll start to throw them up here yeah. and there on our Facebook page as well as Meg and Josh's store. You're going to see a mutt hut up there on our Facebook page. If you want to check them out, I'll put a link there to go uh, check out their shop. 
Uh, thanks for listening. And that email to send us those pictures or anything you want is two guys on bi at gmail.com. Yeah. And like Rich said, we're on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. Um, and uh, wherever you listen to our podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify, please subscribe to it. And most importantly, just tell your friends. Right? Yeah. It's the best way to pick up uh, new new listeners. And yeah. we appreciate new listeners. For sure. The more the better. All right. All right, Mark. Thank you so much Thanks. for another great episode. Great week. I'll see you next week. All right. See you next week. Hey, Rich. Yeah? Do you have any plastic bags handy? Um, You can just use the restroom, please. Oh. What shall we do with the sailor? What shall we do with the sailor? What shall we do with the sailor?